Okay, we're holding Be'ez HaShem, Perak Aleph Mishnehei. So the Mishnah is like this. Kabbalah Mishnah. Yoisi ben Yoichanon ish Yerushalayim Oimeh. I'm actually going to, let me read it from here actually. Um, there's a more, some, there are different versions, by the way, of Perkyovis. I'm not sure, some of you may be listening, um, will be listening in and like, one second, different Loshan. Right, you'll see that in this Mishnah. I don't know what what uh, maduras you have in front of you, but I know that there are different maduras of of Mishnais, and not only the words. Sometimes even the Mishnais are split differently. In the whatever, we'll get to that. But um, right now, I'm going to read it from here because this, I think, is one of the most one of the more accurate ones that Oiz Vahoda recently did, and uh, therefore I'm going to read from there. So we are Paragal of Mishnah. Yosef and Yochanan and Ishu Shalaim Poshibshat means your house should be very widely open. Whatever that means, we'll have to explain exactly what that means. So the Anim should be in your household, or part of your household, possibly. And this is a very interesting Hemshech of the Mishnah. Don't speak too much with a woman. Talking about your wife. For sure, the wife of your friend. From here, the rabbis tell us, as long as a person is increasingly talking to women, he causes bad to himself, now, we have to understand, we understand the whole Mishnah, but first of all, what is the Hemshach or the beginning and the end? So, Pashup Shat, before we get into more details, is we're saying that a person's house should be open, he should have guests. So, you know, it's giving a simple warning that when you have guests, there's going to be men in there, and there can be women in there, and people are going to be schmoozing, and all sorts of things happen. And be careful not to do that. That's not a very basic idea. Rashi learns the Mishnah in a very Pashup Shat way, that you should have your house open to guests. Right, Rashi says, Pasuach ledalad ruchais lahachnis oivei drachim. Like Avram Avinu. That's what we learn. We learn it from Avram Avinu. In fact, he brings a Pasuk in Eiv. But upon him, Rashi learns that there should be four entrances to your home in any direction that a traveler is going. He should always have a place to go. The Rambam, for example, also says, Shiloh shar pasuach lederech holchei drachim shekala hoylech bederech shitstorech ledova or yerv or yitzvah he's hungry or thirsty yichnas lebayis miyat he'll immediately go to your house because it's always open in every direction. So that's the Poshup Shat in what's going on over here. There should always be people allowed in your house. And that's what it should be. The Rabbi Yonah, by the way, brings from Avamovinu. That there's always people in the home available. Your house should be somewhere that's available for people to go to when they're hungry or they are thirsty or they need something. Next part of the Mishnah. But actually, before we move on to the next part of the Mishnah, let me just explain this way. You know, the, 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 the previous Mishnah that we just came from, which was Mishnah Dalad Yosef ben Yezer Ish Tzreid of Yosef ben Yechon Ish Rushalayim Kibla Mehem. What did he say? The previous Mishnah taught us that your house should be the meeting place for the Chachamim. So we might have thought, and we might have, you know, miscon- you know, taken the idea of the Mishnah to mean that your house should only be open to the Chachamim, to people that are very learned, to people that are busy in learning. But ordinary, regular people, nah, these people don't bring into your home. 
That's why Mishnah Hay follows off the Mishnah Dalit and tells us, comes along Yosef ben Yochan and Ishru Shalayim, and he says, no, not only should your home be a place where there's Chachomim, there's meetings and rabbis there and everything like that, but it should be open to everyone, even the unlearned, even the regular, normal, standard people. Everyone should come into your home. It should be equal to everyone. I'll tell you, Amodika Maisa, Aaron, you like this one. Two famous brothers. Which two famous brothers are we now going to discuss? Obviously, the Heiliger, Heiliger, Rebbe Reb Meilich, and the Rebbe Reb Zusha, that were traveling together. They would go from town to town, Kiyodua, and they would encourage people, and they would give Musa to people, and they would give, you know, t- t- tremendous, tremendous amount of shiurim and Torah and mitzvahs they would try to improve. Now, they walked around, they were in Golis, right? So they walked around as seemingly regular, normal people. They, 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 they weren't, didn't look like tremendous big Tamidah Chachomim, big Gaon and big Tzadikim as they were, and nobody showed them tremendous amount of honor, covered, or even warmth for that way. And for lack of any other place of sleeping, they often stayed in a local little hostel that they got the inn, whatever it was. And in one town, they were well received by the local Malamud, right? By the, by the person who used to teach kids. Years later, when they became famous Sadiqin, these two brothers, they came back to the same town. And this time they came in a very impressive, you know, horse-drawn carriage. And all the citizens of the local place came to greet them and invited them to stay in the most hush of a home in that town. And Ibzusha said, no, no, thank you very much. No, thank you very much for the invitation. I appreciate your invitation. But in all the years that we used to come here as unknown wanderers, nobody knew who we were, nobody came to welcome us. Right? We have not changed. And the only reason that you come now is because now he came in a big carriage and you heard about it, whatever it is. So you know what? Take the horse and carriage and take them into your home. We're going to continue staying with the Malamud because he always took us and he accepted us for who we are. And that's what the Yisod is over here as well. The Yisod over here is, is that we should accept everyone, not only the Tamid HaChachamim and the Rabbonim into our homes, which was Mishnah Dalad, which is important, but Mishnah He is teaching us everyone. Equal rights, everyone should be offered into our homes, and that's also very, very important over here. Now, continuing in the Mishnah, uh, we said, uh, What does that mean, there should be anim in your house? So Rashi tells us, Yisod, which is, actually has halachic ramifications, says Rashi, instead of hiring people, hire aniyim. And as if you have to hire people, get poor people that need the job, that need money, hire them as a chesed. The Rambam says the same thing as well. Rather hire aniyim. Rabbeinu Yoyna, however, first starts off like Rashi in the Rambam, that he says, instead of hiring regular people, hire aniyim that need the pranosa really badly, and therefore through that you're giving them a pranosa, which we know the Rambam says, and when he goes through the... Um, Levels of stalker, of how to give stalker, the Rambam says the highest level of stalker is what? Not what most people think. Most people think the highest level of stalker is to give in a way that you are anonymous and he doesn't know, you don't know, no one knows where it comes from, where it's given from, whatever. That is a very high level. But the Rambam says the highest level of stalker is in fact giving someone a parnosa, giving them a job. And therefore, that's what Rashi, Rambam, and Rabbeinu Yonah brings in the first chat in this Mishnah. The second chat in Rabbeinu Yonah is that you should actually, that the anim should be as frequent in your home like B'nai Secha. And Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky actually goes through this as well, and he talks about this in the Sefer Prokuyavis Emes Yaakov. He says that, you know, your own children, when they want to get a cup of orange juice, they don't feel embarrassed to go over to the kitchen and get a cup of orange juice. 
because it's, it's my house, right? I'll open up the drawer, I'll open up the cupboard, I'll get a packet of chips. It's, it's, it's my house, right? I'm comfortable. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, that's what the Mishnah means over here. It says again, the Anim Bnei Beisecha, that the Anim should be like your members of household, they should be like your family. They should feel as comfortable getting something as your own children. That's what Rabbi Yonah brings in the second chat as well. That the Anim should be so frequent in your house, like Bnei Beisecha, they should believe, Mamish, like one of your family members, which is an incredible, incredible, uh, you know, it's an incredible level of a person to do that. And it's important for a person to, 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 to make sure that he treats them in that way as well. There was a, um, there's a famous Yid in England, in London, who has, in fact, very interesting, he has a separate dining room and a separate sleeping place in the wing of his home for anyone who comes collecting money, whether he needs money himself, or he's collecting for a yeshiva or a kola, whatever it is, they all knew they're going to stay there, a separate dining room, a separate place to sleep. It was incredible. So what he often, this Yid who owns the house, would often go and join the guests for meals. And like, not, not as if to say, no, it's only good enough for you. He would sit there sometimes and had meals with them. So someone who just recently joined the, the house over there had no idea that he's sitting next to the host of the house, the owner of the house, says to the guy, he says, do you have any idea how long I'm allowed to stay here for? So the host, without the guy knowing that he's talking to the host, says, don't worry, I've been here for years already. No, one has, no one's asked questions. No one, no one has any questions over here. He made the guy feel at home. He made him feel that he's welcome, which is, again, it's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's a very, very important thing for a person to remember in this way. Moving on. Um, to the Hemshach of the Mishnah, which we explained, the Hemshach of Al Tarba Isha, don't speak too much wrong, which is the Hemshach is, because if you've got a lot of people in your house, you're going to have to talk a lot. Um, that's the simple Poshat Hemshach of what it means. There is another Pshat, by the way, which is not the common Pshat, but another Pshat means talking too much can lead to Loshnara, even with your wife, right? Especially common misconception is you're allowed to tell your wife whatever you want, it's not true. In fact, there's a Mordecai Maisa brought down from Shlomo Zalman. Shlomo Zalman was watching his home with his wife and sister. And his sister asked about a certain Talmud of the yeshiva that was suggested as a shidduch for her daughter. And he said, yeah, he's a nice guy. His sister said that she go, went to, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going out to visit, you know, one of my other sisters. So all of a sudden his sister was coming out of that home. She found Rosh Hashanah waiting. And he said, I came to tell you that um, he's a lovely boy, but not good for your daughter. He said, I understand, I just asked you like an hour ago, I was in your house, and you didn't tell me that. He said, you're right, but I couldn't say because my wife was in the room, and there's no reason why my wife had to know that, and therefore I came to tell you personally and in private. Which shows us that, again, that's what it's about.